It's time for the Average Pros Fantasy Football Podcast, featuring Jonathan Rates, Alex Huff, and Braden Crow. What's up, and welcome back to another episode of the Average Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. We are talking week five recap, looking ahead to week six, and we're bringing that clear, concise, and competitive advantage you're looking for. I'm Jonathan Rates, and I am with the crew, Braden Crow and Alex Huff. So week five in the books, who was the biggest winner in you guys' eyes of of last week? I think it's got to be Brees Hall. Uh, he went bananas, and he kind of did it all on his own. So A-N-A-N-A-S, bananas. Yeah, he he went absolutely insane. He he did all the work himself. And so there was no need for any of the great receivers. There was no need for Zach Wilson. It was just kind of the Brees Hall show. Alex, what about you? Yeah. I mean, this came on, came after unfortunate circumstances, but I'll say the biggest winner and probably the biggest free agent acquisition winner for fantasy is Kenneth Walker. He, uh, Rashad Penny went down, in the game and Kenneth Walker looked to be the guy. So if he's under waiver wires, it's probably not, but if he is definitely pick him up. What is the most fab you put in for Kenneth Walker at the waiver wire trying to acquire him? I'd put all the fab I have left, whatever that is. Okay. So you put, you, you went all in. So, okay. Well, I think my biggest winner, man, it was an interesting week again. Um, but man, I think think my biggest winner was just Brian Robinson seeing the field. What a uh, if if we did biggest losers, uh, Antonio Gibson. But uh, the fact that Brian Robinson, aside from fantasy, that's just a, a win for him, a win for well, just really a win for him. But just aside from fantasy, that was that was pretty wild. So um, we'll see if he actually has some fantasy relevance. But. Let's jump into the week five recap. And today we're going to kind of have uh, a mini segment within the segment where we're kind of talking, believe it or not. So just those things that happened that we're kind of going to surprise each other uh, with each game of, do you believe that to be true the rest of the season? So we kind of don't know what's expected from each other. Um, I usually don't know what's expected from me in general. So uh, this is going to be interesting. So buckle up. Here we go. We're starting with Giants and Packers, uh, the game that, was in London. The Giants won 27 to 22 uh, against the Packers there. Late goal line stand, not goal line stand, but um, red zone stand. So you had your questionability around the Packers receiving core. Obviously, Saquon is still doing Saquon things. Got that late touchdown to really boost his week. Um, But my believe it or not here is probably going to be Aaron Rodgers finishes outside the top 12 this year at quarterback. What do y'all think? Do y'all believe that or not? Believe it hundred percent. Uh, I don't know. I'm close. I don't top 12. I mean, you got to remember top... Gino's in this equation now. Taysom Hill's in it too. So <laughs> no, are we counting as a QB or tied? <laughs> He's <both. a> tight. <laughs> finishes top 12 at both positions. I, I, I still think he finishes inside the top 12. Okay. He's had some some rough matchups. He know he'll he'll air it out. I think he'll have a much stronger second half of the season. 
I know that there hasn't been a clear number one, but I really do think Romeo Dobbs is going to really start to find a connection there. They just Mm -hmm. need to figure out some things. I think on the defense side of the ball, that's just pretty inconsistent. And Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's just, he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still the reigning MVP. It's hard to, hard to imagine that, but okay. Top outside top 12, is he finishing right outside the top 12 Braden, or like 15, 16? Yeah. I mean, probably right outside the top 12. I mean, be close. Yeah. Yeah. It's close. So you would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or Dak rest of season when Dak gets back? Dak. Dak is back. I think Geno Smith or Aaron Rodgers rest of season. Geno. Oh, how did that taste coming out? Ah, it's real gross. <laughs> Go brush your teeth. <laughs> That's I mean, I don't know. I, I'll still take Rodgers, I think. Over both those guys, Alex? Yeah. That's I like Geno. Geno's a hot commodity right now, but it's we've seen man. we've seen a lot of Geno Smith in his career, and he's had a couple big games. Granted, I'm starting him next week. I need him to play well. I'm cheering for him, but I don't know. I'm still taking Aaron Rodgers. I think Seahawks has rallied around Geno for sure. But okay, jumping to the next game, Bills take out the Steelers. I don't even know if the Steelers showed up, but 38 to three. You got some question marks around that Steelers offense. Bills did Bills things. Crow, you're up on this one. Yep. So, uh, believe it or not, uh, Gabe Davis just needs to be in your lineup from here on out. Believe it. I mean, are we concerned at all about the big plays? And if he doesn't get those big plays, I mean, I guess he's always yeah. But it's like the Tyler Lockett of old and the big like Russell Wilson days. I mean, it's the boomer bust wide receiver that you have to play because he'll win you weeks and the other weeks he'll get you five to seven points. But it's or Mike Williams pre 2021. You're going to I think you just have to put Gabe Davis in your lineup. I think he's going to win you more weeks than he's going to lose you. So I think you definitely definitely have to be that. So does he finish like top 15 at wide receiver, do you think, with all those boom weeks? I don't know. There's a lot of very high-scoring wide receivers this year. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it just feels that way, but it feels like there's a ton. I think the only type of format that he would finish as a top 15 wide receiver is a non-PPR league. Um, but I'm not ready to bank on that. That's personally. a great point. That's a great point. What are you doing with Deontay and Najee? Uh, I mean... I didn't draft him anywhere, so I don't have to answer yeah. that question. But uh, it's it's really bad. Uh, yeah, we were big. This podcast was big anti Najee for fantasy. He's probably a great person, but for fantasy, we were kind of off of him in draft season. But Deontay's hard because he's still getting the targets. He's still the dominant guy there. I, I'm trying not to play Deontay, but I'm not necessarily trying to sell him. You have him in a league of record. I was just gonna say you have him in our league of record. So what do you what is your yeah, thoughts on him there? I have him everywhere. <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm not playing him if I can. Um, but I I think better days are ahead. They have a couple rough weeks, but can he pick it? Still, I mean he's still 300 yards passing. I'm gonna hold on to him. The hard thing about our league of record is he's ha- it's half point PPR, so he just doesn't have that PPR appeal with all those targets. So yeah, that's, yeah that's I'm less. I'm less worried about Deontay than I am worried about Najee. It's, it's pretty bad. I saw, I saw someone on Twitter today. I can't remember who you are. So I'm sorry. I cannot cite you, but it was not me. And they, um, 
they compared the first like 20 games of Trent Richardson's career versus Najee Harris's career. And they're just about identical. Oh, don't really terrifying. (laughs) Oh gosh. That's brutal. That's brutal. Well, let's, before we get too discouraged on Najee, let's talk to, let's talk chargers and Browns chargers beat the Browns 30 to 28. Uh, Brandon Staley. Holy smokes. Uh, I don't even know what he was thinking, but it worked out. So Huff, you're up on this one. What's your, uh, believe it or not take from that game. Yeah. So it was going to be Austin Eckler related initially, but I think if you have Austin Eckler, you're, you're playing him. He's a top five running back probably rest of season. So my believe it or not is going to be David and believe it or not, David and Joku finishes ahead of George Kittle and Darren Waller rest of season at tight end. Can we throw Kyle Pitts into that question? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to, but yes. Right. I'll give you a second to process that. Uh, I think he's going to finish above Darren Waller. I think he's going to finish above George Kittle. And shoot, dang, I do think Kyle Pitts turns it around. I would, I'm sad I don't trade for Kyle Pitts in a league. So, but I think your initial believe it or not, he does finish above both those players. I, I believe it with Kittle and Waller. I'm not quite yet ready to believe it on pits yet i think the biggest the biggest worry for me was brissette right the first 11 games how bad are the browns going to be and they're fine and yeah so- well i was going to say so he's currently the tight end eight which you have Taysom hill in there so he's really the tight end seven uh after week one which he had one target for one reception he has not had less than five targets any of his games and so he is putting up consistent points especially in ppr uh, I think I take him ahead of. I definitely take him ahead of Pitts rest of season. I think I take him ahead of probably Waller. Waller's dealing with an injury, so he might be out a little bit, and he's always hurt. I don't know. I probably would. It's it just feels so weird and gross. So if you have Pitts in a league, are you going to trade straight up for Njoku? It's probably not that extreme, but I don't think if I have Njoku, I'm trying to go trade for Pitts. Let me put it that way. Yeah, if somebody offers you Njoku Plus for Pitts, I mean, it's kind of that conversation we were having last week about Dallas Goddard Plus. It's yeah, it's hairy out there. The tight end landscape, as always, it's always murky. So, okay, Texans, Jags. Texans 13, Jags 6. Texans get their first win of the season. They're off the schneid, um, and they jumped ahead of the Lions and all the other one and four teams because they had a tie. Uh, my believe it or not here is Damian Pierce rest of season running back one. Better yet, top 10 running back. Uh, I don't believe it. Uh, yeah, I'm probably out on that too. They've had some really good matchups and he's performed really well. I like so him. I'm not discrediting him, but they've been also pretty easy matchups and he his schedule toughens up quite a bit in the next couple of weeks so i could be eating crow here in about three weeks if he gets through some tough matchups but, don't do that uh, we need him <laughs> not this Braden crow um whatever the actual saying is it what is that saying is it's it, it's eating it's crow. a rising tide raises all boats uh i was watching a rom- rom-com the other <laughs> night and they quoted that and uh I forgot to text y'all. They but, quoted us. Uh, wow. They quoted, they quoted you, Alex Huff. I, didn't even, I, didn't get, I got no credit from that. <laughs> did not I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue. Who's sue? 
All right. So <laughs> moving on. No, I, Hey, wait, hold on. I, okay. I think Pierce is a better running back than James Robinson rest of season. Oh, absolutely. Do you take Pierce or ETN rest of season? I personally am still taking Pierce over ETN rest of season, but it's, it's close. I think ETN is trending in the right direction. It's looking like it at least. You want Damian Pierce over Kenneth Walker rest of season? Oh my gosh, no. I want Walker. Pierce or Zeke. I I think it's kind of an obvious Pierce though, right? I mean, yeah, I, with, the, with the Pollard questions, I think you got to go. I mean, but Pierce. with Dak coming back, I should know if that. What about Ramondi Stevenson? How long is Damian Harris out for though? It says could be multiple weeks, and right now the projection is through their week 10 bye. I'd probably take Pierce. Ah, it's just I think it's more guaranteed workload. I think I would take ta- I think I would take the three, maybe four weeks of the huge quantity that Stevenson's gonna give me over over Pierce or- over Pierce. Pierce or JK Dobbins. I don't, I don't know where I stand on Dobbins. I have him in a league and I'm one and four. And so I'm really trying to figure out what to do. I would probably in that league, I would probably take Dobbins for ceiling, but Pierce gives me the floor. So best case scenario, Pierce finishes how high if he's not a running back one, I guess not best case scenario, but what's his realistic finish? 15. Yeah. I think he's probably guaranteed a top 15. So I would he's say only got a, he's only got to go three more spots and he's a running back. I don't one. think he's guaranteed top 15. I think that's a ceiling. I think he's guaranteed to be an RB two. Okay. okay. It's question because the Texans offense is questionable. Pierce or Montgomery. Is. Sorry. Last one. Pierce or Montgomery. I go Pierce. Oh, they're both on such bad offenses. <laughs> I'd take Pierce. I think Justin Fields siphons more rushing touchdowns. Long term. Okay. Vikings bears Vikings 29. Bears 22. We're back to talk about the Bears. Crow, what you got for us? Or, Braden, what do you got for us? Uh, this is a tough one. Um, believe it or not, by end of season, Justin Fields will be a streaming candidate. Define, yeah, define streaming candidate a little bit more for the audience. Like, what, what classifies a streaming candidate? Like, you have a person on by or they get hurt, and so you've got to stream the position. So you got to pull someone off of waivers. Would you be looking at Justin Fields? I mean, I'm currently in that situation in our league of record if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play, which sounds disgusting because I don't trust Matt Stafford. I mean, yeah, if you're looking at Teddy Bridgewater to play, I guess Justin Fields is for sure in the conversation. Well, Bridgewater yeah. was a streaming option. So. Yeah, I believe it. I think Justin Fields had a rough start. There's still – not an efficient or productive offense at this point, but he's already looking like he's coming back to life a little bit. And we know with his rushing floor, it doesn't take a whole lot in the air for him to be fancy relevant. So I would say not even by end of season, by here the next couple of weeks, I think he will be in that streaming conversation on a weekly basis. Wow. If Ish Smith, I think that's his name. Uh, it's got a lot, a lot of other letters to it too, but uh, wouldn't have fumbled that. I think you're looking at they're trying to score from the 20 yard line and on the fringe of the red zone to try and tie that game with the Vikings. That that strip that Cam Dantzler had on Ish Smith was not any fault of Justin Fields, and so he had the offense humming in the second half against the Vikings. 
Okay, uh, I don't really want to talk about this game. Alex, Patriots, yeah. Lions, 29-0, Patriots win. What's your believe it or not? I'm sad. Yeah, so we already talked about Ramondre Stevenson, which is hard because I think that's probably the the person that we want to talk about the most here. But because we've already talked about him and kind of projected him kind of around that maybe above Damian Pierce but below Kenneth Walker from what I've gathered – at least where we're at. Let's go from the Lions side. Um, we know they are on a bye going into week six. I'm under all St. Brown rest of season, believe it or not. Are we saying is a top five wide receiver? That's how he was kind of before injury. Uh, I don't believe it. Yeah, top five is hard because you just to sustain that. The Lions definitely have some question marks on a lot of areas. I could see top 10. But his health is going to play a huge factor in that. If he's healthy, I think top 10 is very, very viable. But that ankle's just nervous. It's, it's making me nervous. So if he's injured right now, they're going into this week as a bye. And he, before he got injured, was the wide receiver three. And that's kind of what his value is right now. You're saying if you can get a wide receiver, top five wide receiver value from a trade perspective from him, you should sell high? 100%. I traded him a couple weeks ago. I traded him away for Chris Godwin and J.K. Dobbins. Okay, what about this redraft? Devontae Adams or Amon Ross St. Brown rest of the season? Uh, if he is not suspended, I will take Adams. Yeah, I would too. But, I mean, I, they weren't even in the same stratosphere uh, before the season started. So, Yeah, I think definitely watch the injury of Amon Ra because – it's going to be a lot of questions to get answered coming off the bio. Yeah. Hopefully, Jamar, J- Jamar Chase or Amon Ra rest of the season? Jamar Chase. It's a lot of dead air, Alex. <laughs> uh, I, want to <laughs> say, I want to say Amon Ra so bad just because of the PPR floor too. Uh, Jamar Chase has had a down kind of start to the season, but I don't know. It's If you take the injury away, I think I take Amon Ra. Yeah, I mean – Again, that PPR versus half point PPR really does start to make a difference yeah. there. But in full PPR, I think Amon Ra can can really bring that to question. So, okay, jump into Saints and Seahawks. This may have been one of the best games of the week. Seattle and back to back weeks, part of really the highest highest over under. I think uh, just looking quickly, but uh, Saints thirty nine, Seattle thirty two. Believe it or not, so we talked about them a little bit already, but rest of the season top 15 running back Kenneth Walker, which I guess you already answered that because y'all think he's higher than Damian Pierce. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking Kenneth Walker ahead of Damian Pierce, top 15 rest of season. That's why I said, and I opened this show. If he's on your waiver wire, I'm spending 100% of whatever fab I have left. If you've held out on a waiver priority, burn it now. Like this is the guy. Yeah. This may be the, this may be the waiver claim of the season. And um, I, I for sure think he's top 15. Is he worth buying high on? Yes. Okay. I've been sending out trade offers, honestly, for him and Brees Hall the, uh, today on trying to buy high on both of them, just because just in case there's an owner somewhere that thinks like this is a the time to sell, this is a big game, they're not going to get better. I think this is sustainable for both Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. I mean, Seattle's proven in back-to-back weeks that they can score the ball. And kind of all season long. So uh, definitely 
not couldn't be worse offenses that you're on. And Kenneth Walker adds catching catching the ball. Uh, it sounds so weird, but can catch the ball unlike Rashad Penny. I guess just a bonus a question for this game. Um, we do we all believe that Geno Smith is going to be a QB one rest of the season, like for sure. I think if you had five weeks of data and he's top six right now. So until proven otherwise, I mean, you got to yeah. ride with it. I don't, I don't want to be like the the negative one here, but I, I don't know. I feel like I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And again, we've just seen so much of Geno Smith throughout the years. Sure. And, and he looks really good. Like you look at all the metrics he's murdering. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. I'm just afraid that that's not sustainable. Granted, I'm still playing him this week because I need him. I don't know the rest of season. Like I could definitely see this like petering out in a couple of weeks. It just feels it feels unsustainable, right? Well, I mean, I get that you don't want to be the pessimistic one, Alex. But to in your defense, there's not a lot of nine year breakout players, and this is what we're seeing. So, yeah. uh, Tom Brady, Geno Smith, rest of the season. I'm taking Brady. I'm still taking Brady. And like but, I said, I'm still taking Rodgers over the rest of the season. I'm not there yet, but I get it. I can't see any other any other good ones to call it real quick. So we'll jump to the Jets-Dolphins. Jets murdered the Dolphins late in that game, 40-17. to 17. Braden, what, are, what were your thoughts? Uh, the Jets didn't murder the Dolphins. The Brees Halls murdered the Dolphins. <laughs> um, uh, believe it or not, uh, with... Brees Hall and Raheem Mostert breaking out. Chase Edmonds and Michael Carter are droppable. You've got to try and trade Michael Carter before you drop him. I think you at least hold him another week, unless you're getting Kenneth Walker in return. Uh, Chase Edmonds, I think he can. Yeah, I don't know about droppable, just because I think they're both really high end contingency plays if either Brees Hall or um, Raheem Mostert get hurt and we've seen Raheem Mostert battle with injuries every season that he's ever played so I don't know if I'm dropping them I'm probably trying to sell them to the Raheem Mostert and Brees Hall owners first and if not I think especially Michael Carter he still vultured some high value touches so probably holding on to him if I can but I see the argument to drop Chase Edmonds if you cannot first try to ship him to the Raheem Mostert owner Bruce Hall was two yards away from a 40-point week. <laughs> he had like 200 all-purpose yards, I think. Yeah, I think 195. 100, and he got yeah. dragged down at the one-yard line twice, and Bruce, or Michael Carter came in and vultured those touchdowns. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, Bucks falcons Bucks 21, Falcons 15. Alex, what's your believe it or not? Um, Believe it or not. Man. Believe it or not, Drake London disappoints fantasy owners the rest of the season. Fine disappoints. Well, he's a rookie, so it's hard to feel, like assume that he was going to be like a top 20 play, but I feel like he started hot and he was a really hot commodity. And I just don't know if this offense is going to support him rest of season. I think he'll finish wide receiver three territory where I mean week two. It was like this guy could be top 15. So believe it or not, Drake London finishes worse than the wide receiver 30. Is that fair? Or maybe wide receiver 24, wide receiver two territory. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess more what I was trying to get at is, is this like a, if there's some trade value, are you trying to trade Drake London kind of high? I mean, you definitely could. I think that he's going to finish as a wide receiver too. I think that he's just too talented. I still think he's the most talented wide receiver in that draft class. So I think he's going to finish close to the back end, but I still so you think buy, he's Are you buying low? Are you buying low then? I mean, but who would you trade for him? Like if you're going to get a wide receiver too, I mean, I guess maybe would you do Elijah Moore for Drake London? Uh, yeah. What about Tyler Lockett? I feel like that's a little bit more. That just that hinges a lot on Gino, right? Um, but it also probably, hinges on Mariota too. So right, yeah, I probably take Tyler Lockett over Drake London. Well, okay, would you Where, rather have Would you rather have Gabe Davis or Drake London? Oh, Gabe, Gabe Davis. Gabe, yeah, Gabe. Yeah, but then in, in that same uh, Amari Cooper, but he's I mean he's playing well. My, Michael he, Michael Pittman. Uh, <laughs> over Gabe Davis or over uh, over Drake London? I shoot. I found what I a, found Huff's weakness. A, what, a fall, looks bad. what a fall from grace, Michael Pittman. Man, we were so excited about him. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I think maybe Drake London. It's ugly, man. You got to figure though, when Jonathan Taylor gets healthy, that shifts the defenses a little bit. Michael Pittman will get some more open looks, but it's bad right now. I'm still having nightmares about that Thursday night football game. Thank goodness we already talked about it. I don't have to go back there. So, okay, Titans Commanders, Titans 21, Commanders 17. Believe it or not, Derrick Henry is a top five running back rest of the season. Believe it. Yeah, we didn't really set the criteria for these questions, but I think <laughs> that's a pretty easy believe it, right? Okay, believe it or not, Brian Robinson will be an RB2 by end of season. Wait, wait, wait. Don't jump off my Derrick Henry so quick. Okay, I wanna, we all want to hear somebody but, else. But, okay, top but three. A, top three. No. But you're I think you're splitting hairs at that point. Who finishes ahead of him? Saquon. I mean, Chubb. Saquon, Chubb, and Eckler. You think McCaffrey but, finishes ahead of Henry? Maybe. So then he's already fine. Okay, fine. That's fair. Okay, Brian Robinson, running back two. You can steal my steal my thunder, Braden. I do not think he finishes a running back two. I yeah, I don't either. Is he worth rostering? It really just depends on how much Ron Rivera hates Antonio Gibson. So I think he's going to finish outside the running back two, but you got to wait a couple weeks and see. So, uh, 49ers, Panthers, 49ers, 37, Panthers, Panthers, 15, Braden, what is your believe it or not on this one? Believe it or not, Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore will be on different NFL teams by the end of the season. With all these trade rumors floating around, that could be possible. I, I don't believe it though. Yeah. They already let go of rule. You get, they you don't have, play. they don't have a ton of draft capital to repair this. And so, I, I just think they're, I think it's within a realm of possibility that they make yeah. some use. Can you I mean, really get a whole lot for DJ Moore right now, though? I, mean, I, think you can, I think you can get a lot for either. I think you can get a lot for DJ Moore. I'm not saying they're going to get a top first round pick, but I think they can definitely get at least a second for DJ. the NFL is weird about that, though. Like yeah. draft capital is not what you think it would be for players. Yeah. 
and also i just don't remember it in recent history maybe i'm just not remembering that one let alone two huge names like skill position players have gotten traded mid-season during a rebuild i i mean amari uh, cooper got traded to dallas that was in the offseason yeah. though wasn't it no it was, was during the season re- during the yeah. during the regular season yeah, I think so it's. I, I will say. I. I think it's Maybe. more likely for DJ Moore to get traded than Christian McCaffrey. I would. Agree. Sure. I, I agree with that. I was thinking Amari Cooper to Cleveland. I was like, that was definitely the offseason. Uh, man, that's a good one, Braden. That was a good one. Okay, Eagles twenty, Cardinals seventeen. Alex, where are you at on this one? I believe it or not is that Marquise Hollywood Brown, who is currently the wide receiver six finishes as a top 10 wide receiver, even with DeAndre Hopkins coming back in week eight. Believe it. I believe it as well. I mean, we've been high on Hollywood the whole whole year, so why stop now? Well, yeah, yeah, we just the whole the whole debate though is just everyone said DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. Like DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. Like sell high, you know, sell Zach Ertz. Like everybody that's getting pass catching work is about to kick a dip. I think the biggest benefit of Hopkins coming back is just Murray. I think Murray's going to have a strong second half to the season or stronger second half to the season. Yeah. Well, and I, the last thing I'll say about Hollywood is I, I think that he may have less of a target share, but I think that his quality of targets is going to go up. He's, yeah, he's in a lot of short range right now. I mean, he he's, he's having to go up against like the Eagles game. Darius Slay was on it. The entire game was on the, the entire game and so um anyways i think he's just gonna have better um quality of targets okay so going on to the cowboys and the rams cowboys 22 rams 10 my believe it or not is that tony pollard finishes higher than zeke elliott in the running back rankings for 2022 uh i believe it uh, yeah i don't know if i'm there i don't know what the offense is going to look like when dak gets back but uh, it's, i don't i can't hate on it i mean i mean just the fact that it's a question I, th- I think we've come further than where we were preseason you know yeah i mean i could see it ending in hindsight looking a lot more like the packers aaron jones aj dylan split except the body types are different for the starter and the they're flipped, but it looking more like a 60 40 than a Pollard completely overtaking Zeke. So if say, if Pollard went down right now, season ending injury, Zeke is a top 15 running back rest of season, right? I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, if Zeke goes out season ending injury, is Pollard a top five running back rest of season? I give you no. top 10. I, I'd say top 12. Top, I mean, it, I think they're in the same similar range. I don't think it, it they're going to get their points differently, but they're both going to get their points in a high powered offense. I mean, Pollard did only get eight rushes, so he's really being more worked in the passing game, of course. But, yeah. and Cooper Rush is more of the check down guy. So, like you said, if Dak goes down the field more and Zeke's getting more of the goal line work, I could see a world where it flips back. Yeah. But Pollard looked good this last week and, he looks to be very efficient with those carries. Well, and let, let me be clear. My point was more that they're both relevant and they both will stay relevant and they might flip flop in years to come, but I don't know. I think I like Zeke season long still barring injury. Okay. Getting close to the end here, but Ravens 19 Bengals 17. 
What is your believe it or not, Braden? Uh, believe it or not, Jamar Chase, um, despite a slow start, is still a top five wide receiver in the NFL in fantasy. I do not believe that. I think there are five other wide receivers. I think he's top 10, but I do not think he gets to number five. I think you have yeah. Devontae. Uh, well, I can name him, but so Alex you so you like Adams more than Chase. I think is I think Devontae finishes higher than Jamar Chase rest of season. Uh Hollywood or Chase rest of the season. I'm I'm taking Chase in that. I mean, if T. Higgins is really hurt and kind of battles injury the rest of the season, then yeah. do you think that really does elevate Jamar Chase? He's just gonna be getting targets and targets and targets. They're trying to get I, him incorporated again, but just, something just seems off on the rhythm. I think the only people, I think the only receivers that I would trade Chase for are Jefferson cup and Diggs. Diggs. I think those are the only three that I would. I think I, I, so I, I'd say, I don't believe your original statement finishing top five, but if we took the season starting from this moment on, I could see him being a top five wide receiver, if that makes sense. But I don't think he can make up the ground to finish as the overall top five. That checks out. Yeah. Wide receiver is just so hard too because there's so many people getting in there and getting numbers, and it's just a very obscure field. So, okay, last one: Chiefs and Raiders. Chiefs with the one point win over the Raiders. Alex, bring us home with your believe it or not on the Monday Night Football game. Yeah, so I was gonna say <laughs> there's no startable Chiefs wide receiver, but I think we'd all probably take that. So I will go. Josh Jacobs will finish. I believe that. I mean. I, I for sure believe that I I'll go a step further and I will say, I think that he finishes higher than his career best. Oh my God. So I just, he's currently the RB four. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. He's... We don't think they don't think this is a little fluky. Josh Jacobs was kind of favoring his shoulder on Monday which night. shoulder. Like which one does he favor more? Does he like his right or his left? Well, no, his his right shoulder. You know that means like he was favoring like an injury. You know. Yes, right? I do. I'm just like giving you. Yeah, right I just make sure. What, but which one does he like more? <laughs> he's right. He's he's right-handed, so I gotta go with his right shoulder. I guess. Uh, I don't care what shoulder he favors. He keeps doing what he's doing. I really, this is what this is what the people really want to know. Insider info. Okay, closing out the show. We had a first time, long time listener with a first time text asking about his one and four team. His kind of question centered around Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift, and um, his other running back there, David Montgomery. David Montgomery. So he's wondering if he should blow up his team. What are y'all's just thoughts on his team there? And and what what were some of the advice that y'all thought he should need? Uh, so for me, this, I may, I may be the odd man out here, but I think that Montgomery and Camara have a lot of name recognition and you can probably get a lot back for those names. I think, don't get me wrong. I think Camara and, and Montgomery will be good, but I do think that there are other running backs that you could trade for plus more assets. And so, uh, that's personally what I would do. Like I would, I would take a chance at like, I'd, I'd for sure trade away, Camara on his name for Brees Hall. I think a lot of people would do that trade. Um, 
I, you know, Kenneth Walker is another name I would, I would look at. Um, I, I think there's just different name recognition with those two guys that you can really capitalize on. Yeah. And I think with the record, some of the wide receivers that we, that I think was on the team where if I remember Michael Pittman, Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen and Jerry Judy, if I, am I missing anybody? Yeah, I think that's right. So I think possibly pairing one of those guys with one of those running backs and just getting it more of an elite talent. I don't love Keenan Allen rest of season. I don't know where y'all are at with his injury, but it's, it's not looking good. I mean, and even when he is back, he's been kind of steadily declining. So, and then Jerry Judy too has a lot of name value. So you hold Tyler Lockett or do you sell high on Tyler Lockett in that situation? I don't know if he has enough name recognition to sell high on, but maybe just keep the production. I mean, you got to get win. If you're one and four, you got to get wins. If he has enough name recognition, you can, I would for sure do it. Um, But there's a lot of avenues to it. The thing. So I also have a one and four team that I care a lot about and it's frustrating, especially whenever you're scoring points, but the reality is you just got to make it to playoffs. Like, you don't have to forget about the five and O teams that just went bananas. Like just, just get into playoffs. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Bananas. The season has been bananas. Yeah, for sure. It's the fruit of 2022. I don't know. Fruit of the loom, not a sponsor. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here on that. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We are on Twitter at Average Pros FF. Keep a lookout for our waiver wire picks for the coming weeks. Um, we're going to start putting out some content there. If you have any start sit questions heading into the weekend, we'd love to answer those. Also, tune back in Friday for our start sit episode. We'll get on there and give you some advice heading into the weekend on what the injuries are and what your decisions look like. So, we are the Average Pros. Appreciate your time. Give us a like, subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, see ya. Your time is valuable, and we thank you for sharing a little of it with the average pros. For more clear, concise, and competitive analysis, be sure to follow us on Twitter at AverageProsFF. That's at AverageProsFF. Editing and production by Jonathan Rates. Voiceover by Ben Johnson. Music by Josh Lippy and the Overtimers. We'll catch you at the next one.